Okay, welcome back to the United Pubcast, the podcast of the Man United Supporters Club here in Sydney. Apologise if you are tuned in and watching live. We're a little bit late, not too, only 10 minutes late. Um, Larry, was it your fault or my fault or any apologies for the live guests? It's always your fault, Tom, but on your behalf, I will apologise to those who did tune in at 6.30 on time. One day, Tom will learn to follow a schedule. I do apologise, guys. Well, as you can see, I am in my normal spot and Larry is not. So um, you, you can be the judge if Larry is telling the truth or not. But thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, obviously, in the title, uh, Ralph Rangnick, we can finally discuss the official news, which we knew was official for a couple of days now. But um, you always need that tweet from Man United. And when Josh and I were doing the podcast last night, in true podcast fashion, we said, OK, very likely sort of happen as soon as we hang up the call. And I woke up to a lot of messages saying, are you going live? Are you going live with the news type thing? Um, I obviously fell asleep maybe 10 minutes before it was announced. I got an early night, went to bed about 10, 10.30. And I think the tweet came out about 10.40. So I woke up and went through all the news. So um, definitely a lot, lot to dissect in terms of Ralph and his quotes and what we can look forward to this season type thing. But just some comments or the rest of the season, I should say. But just some comments here from some guys in the comments. George, good evening, mate. Hope you're keeping well. Josh as well was on the pod last night. Flynn, mate, hope you're well. And he said, this is a good appointment, unusually so, but we really need to manage our expectations. I'm looking at you fan cam zombies, which, yeah, look, we, we know the crowd. They'll be Ralph out by Christmas if a result goes sort of sour type thing. But, but it will be interesting because the excitement definitely is there. Yeah, we're still a team who are struggling a little bit. Expectations do need to be reined in a little bit. I don't think we're going to put in a title charge um, anytime yet. But Josh saying, chief graphic designer in over his head. Yeah, Larry, a little bit busy, but um, yeah, so some very good graphics going out there at the moment. Obviously, a good one with Arsenal tomorrow as well. But we will get into sort of football discussion and Ralph Rangi. And as Australian Man United fans, Larry, how do you want to do this? Because it's a weird one. Ralph Rangnick. I've heard every single Australian called Ragnick. They've dropped a little ending before the G. Are we just going to just call him Ralph? Like we called Jose Jose. We called Oli Oli. I think it's just easier to go Ralph because I've heard seven different we... variations of Rangnick. In true Australian fashion, I will call him Ralphie uh, because it, it is the Australian way. If your name is a one syllable, then you just have me at the end and you're sorted. So from now on, Tom, he will now be known as Ralphie. Ralphie, there you go. So on Ralphie's quotes, um, obviously the Man United sort of tweeted out the news and on the app, it goes his first, not like official interview, not wasn't a sit down with MUTV or anything, but just one of those standard quotes he put out. Actually, I thought the interesting bit of that quote, I don't have it in front of me, but the initial part wasn't from Ed Woodward. It was from John Murta, which is an interesting point, and that isn't usually done. Um, so it's good to have the mm. football person talking about the football decision rather than Woodward. But um, I'll have um, Ralph Rangnick's quote here saying, I'm excited to be joining Manchester United and focus on making this a successful season for the club. The squad is full of talent and has a great balance of youth and experience. All my efforts for the next six months will be on helping these players fulfil their potential both individually and most importantly, as a team. Beyond that, I look forward to supporting the club's longer-term goals on a consultancy basis. And look, we will get into the consultancy basis in a little bit. But just on those first words, Larry, as the new Manchester United manager, we're fans. They're just words on a bit of, bit of paper, but we do dissect them as fans. We do read a lot, a lot into these first interviews type things and first impressions, and they are important for a player or a manager. Mm. Um, just your thoughts when you obviously saw the official news that it was announced and obviously his first words as a... I don't know, Ralph the Red. Almost Fred the Red, but Ralph the Red. Yeah, um, I didn't read too much in a Ralphie's comments, if I'm being honest. Um, look, it, it's what you expect. It's a good squad. Uh, I think none of us disagree. And the thing that made Solskjaer's sacking different to his predecessors was he actually has had a good squad. Uh, we did say that 
the Norwegian would be judged this season because he, well, maybe not the complete side, and I would agree with those sentiments. It is a competitive one. Um, so what Ralph does walk into is well, something a little bit different for himself. While he's extremely accomplished, um, a noted tactician, someone who's quite inventive and creative in, in his approach to football, what he hasn't had is endless resources. I mean, he's well, he's been signed from a Russian club. I think that's an important fact here. Um, so I think we'll, we'll actually get to see a lot in terms of what, uh, what Ralphie offers. And that's, is he ready for a big step up to a big football club? Does he have the ability to manage, I suppose, larger egos? Um, he, he did manage Raul at Schalke. I think that's worth noting. Yes, it was a player past the hill and a 35-year-old Raul isn't a 36-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo, but it'll be interesting to see how he manages the dynamic of the squad, um, how he manages the youthful players. Uh, we haven't seen Mason Greenwood for a few weeks due to COVID-19. How does he manage his playing time? The likes of Jaden Sancho. It's really exciting. Um, but I think what we will see um, and what I'm really looking forward to, Tom, is in his quotes, he makes a specific reference to improving, improving players individually as well as as a team. Uh, that's probably the facet that uh, interests me the most. I think players did stagnate under Oli. I would like to see an evolution of, like Mason Greenwood for me is the same player he was two seasons ago. I'd like to see that evolution of Mason Greenwood, Jaden Sancho and co. And it'll be exciting to see what Ralph can do. It's definitely my main, not a concern, but my main question, let's say I was a rival fan looking at Man United, my main concern would probably be along the lines of, yes, okay, he's done all this great work or doing great work at a club like Schalke or Hoffenheim or Leipzig isn't doing great work at Man United. It is a different kettle of fish and there are different challenges, challenges that he simply hasn't faced in his career. And that's not a criticism of him. Just the fact is that he hasn't faced those. He might be brilliant at that. He might be absolutely suited to the ground and he might be fantastic at it, but we don't know have, don't have those answers yet which goes back to Flim's comments um, at the start, saying we just needed to temper these expectations at the moment and realise there are still very good teams in this Premier League. Even if Ralph comes in and hits the ground running and we're fantastic, well, Liverpool, Chelsea, City, they're still fantastic, so we still might not be anywhere near Absolutely. them. We do have to take a little bit of um, a little bit of care in there. But evening um, to Wes, hope you're well, mate. Um, Josh saying 100% agree with Larry. He'll get the best out of individuals. And Ashby, good to see Ashby. Evening, lads. I think Ralph might put a few players on notice, I think. He might dust off the hairdryer, which we will get into individuals and who we think will um, sort of benefit the most and who will play benefit the least in terms of Ralph Rangnick and looking at the exit door because there are a few interesting cases, especially when you do look at contracts and the January transfer window we'll get into. But Larry, in terms of an expectation, okay, individuals, we want this player to progress or this player to develop in this way. As a team, at the start of the season, we'll think in hopefully title challenge, can we push forward for a title? The situation we find ourselves in, obviously the title is obviously far gone. However, we're still in a cup competition and obviously in the round of 16 of the Champions League. I'm just thinking, what is the expectation this season? Now, in my opinion, a lot of people hate it. They're saying, oh, you're lowering expectations, and that's that's not the right mentality. The expectation for me and the goal is top four. I need Ronaldo in the Champions League next year. Ronaldo needs a Champions League next year, and we need to get top four. Now, it's obviously very achievable, but given the situation we find ourselves in, I'm scared to look at the table, but I assume we're in around eighth or ninth or tenth position type thing. So we've got a little bit of work to do, and that... Look, I'm not saying it's an achievement to cheer about, but it's something that's going to take a bit of work and um, a bit of fine work to do so. So for me, top four, look, an FA Cup would be brilliant, fantastic. Um, mm. But just your expectations of what you want to see at the end of the season. I still think United can what you'd call mount a challenge. Um, I'm not saying we're going to win the league, of course not. I think we're out of that race. But if you look at the gap between us and Chelsea, it's nine points. It's, it's not insurmountable. 
I think if United can go on a positive run of games, which, if I'm being honest, after the Arsenal game, it's quite favourable in terms of United. There are a lot of fixtures, but I think the fixture list itself is actually fairly reasonable. I think United can be expected to obtain most points. Uh, so who's to say United can't go on a run? Um, I, I don't expect them to win the title. Um, I didn't expect them to win the title with going into the season, let alone when Cristiano Ronaldo signed. Um, but I think if we can close the gap, if we get to the end of the season and we say United are six points off to, uh, the top spot, I think that's a, a good expectation, um, considering you know how far we've allowed the gap to grow. Um, and like you said, I'd just like to see a cup run, ideally a trophy, of course. I think this squad is capable of winning a trophy. Um, even the Champions League, I think we can go deep into the competition, if not win it. And of course, the FA Cup. Um, but like you said, Tom, I think the Premier League is as competitive as I can recall in my lifetime. Um, you know, uh, you've got a few years on me, so unless you can advise otherwise, but you're looking at the top four sides in England are easily, for my, for mine, the top 10 sides in Europe will in, fall into the top 10 sides. Or you could even argue in the case of Chelsea and City, they're in the top five sides of Europe, in Europe. We're talking about two of the Champions League finalists last season. So the Premier League's as competitive as it gets. So Ralph's definitely going to have his hands full. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I think Samantha, I think it is Rob from um, his wife's account, um, Evening Mater. It could be Samantha, Evening Samantha, if so. But um, <laughs> Flim saying, um, having not managed one of the big boys, he has no idea the microscope is going to be under there. Um, there are still think pieces written about Carrick not started Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, and I think that's the thing. As Ronaldo actually came out himself talking about sort of lies written about him and only playing football at the moment to sort of get more Ballon d'Ors than Messi. And he came out firing on the front foot. But yeah, there will be... Look, you can only imagine that first result and the pressure Ralph will be under. Not pressure, but the perceived pressure by unfortunate certain sort of aspects of our fan base, but obviously the media as well. Yeah, Rob confirming. Um, Rob, hope you're well, mate. Everyone, actually, Rob's live on It's a Football Thing a little bit later tonight. So um, with Daniel Georgeski, obviously plays in the A-League. So Rob, feel free to leave um, a link to that channel or that show tonight in the chat. We'll throw it up. But um, Larry, on that, the consultancy basis, it's almost the most exciting part of this thing or everyone's most excited about, okay, he'll do what he does as a manager, hopefully he does well, hopefully he improves a player or two, maybe see a different style of football. Mm. That's great. But the excitement is all around, well, he's going to move upstairs and start making football decisions. Okay, He's going to bring in this player for a little bit cheaper who he thinks he can develop under this type of coach. He's not going to go just get the biggest name coach. He's going to go, okay, this coach will suit this group of players and we'll get those type of players. So if suddenly this manager is sacked, if he get, loses 10 games on the bounce, well, I'll, get, I'll know the type of players that are there so the next manager will suit them. There'll be a football strategy put in place. Now, that's great. That's fantastic. I love it. Being a cynic... Is this just a bit of good publicity by Man United and saying, okay, he'll have this role where ultimately we've seen sort of people come into the club with, let's say, Darren Fletcher or John Murta, and we're not quite sold on the actual role they have. Is it just a bit of PR? Like, I'm not saying it is, but can you see a line where he actually won't have that much power? Like, They might ask for his advice. They say, okay, Ralph, what do you think of this place? Should we go here? And he gives his opinion. Then Woodward goes, well, yeah, no, that's a good opinion, but this guy will um, sell some shirts. I'll get him instead. Like, how do you see this going? Like, am I being a bit too cynical? Or, yeah, I think you are. Um, I actually think he will have power uh, because he wouldn't negotiate the term if it wasn't one that was going to give him, I guess, the ability to make changes. And my concern—that's what I like about. I'll, I'll let you continue there, but my concern is I'm sure they gave that power to Louis Van Hal or Jose Mourinho, and then they'll end up being backstabbed by the board type thing. So, yeah, like, these but... promises are made. 
they were managers though. And I think that's the key difference here. This guy's actually being brought in into a new position that doesn't exist, that hasn't previous, previously existed. Um, the, the reports suggest that he's going to actually be United's first ever sporting director. I think this is a positive change. Um, and, and the fact that he would actually be stepping away from the manager spot suggests to me that he has negotiated this power. There would be certain clauses written into his contract that give him ultimate discretion on final decisions. So, no, I think this is a really good appointment. Um, and I think, no, just take it away from transfers. I think if you look at United's football strategy or lack thereof, I think that's where he can really add value. When you're talking about what sort of player do United recruit for? Uh, do they have an identity on the pitch? That's what Ralph Radnick will introduce. Um, he will ensure that we do have what Louis van Gaal would have loved to call a philosophy. Ralph Radnick will ensure United do have one. Uh, we will have a style of football. If you think of what Barcelona and Ajax do, I think that that's what Ralph will look to implement. It's He's always been a football project man. Um, if you look at what he's done, um, you know, if you're looking at his history, Hoffenheim, you look at what he's done at Ivy Leipzig specifically over a four-year period. I think what he has the ability to do at United is cement his legacy. And he's not going to be able to do that if he's not being given the power to do it. So I think he's negotiated that specifically. And you know what? I've got to say, I don't think the Glazers get it right often. But if that is the case, and so far so good, credit where it's due, I think it'd be a magnificent appointment. Yeah, no, definitely. What well, you mentioned in terms of a little bit of recruitment there, well, I had the January transfer window at the end of the pod, but we'll throw it in now. But just two comments here before we get in the January transfer window. Rob saying, sounds great, but we should see a lot of managers talking him up, but I never heard of him really till this week. few promotions in lower German leagues, but sounds like he has a good philosophy. It'll be fascinating to see how quick that sort of is implemented and how... how he came how up four different. divisions. I think that's what really can't get understated. He was in the fourth division of German football, in an RB Leipzig, he got them to a semi-final of the Champions League. Mm. So it's like, I'm, I'm trying to think of an, an example. Is there a side in recent history that's gone? Brentford. Brentford have come through Eddie in, Howe in most recent times. Eddie Howe yeah, Eddie Howe's a good shout. He had a Eddie Howe's a good shout. So imagine if Eddie Howe made it to the semi-final of the Champions League. That's what Ralph Rangnick has done. Well, so Eddie it's Howell's, a phenomenal Eddie Howe's going back down to the bloody championship with Newcastle. There you go. <laughs> I don't see much of a future yeah. there. Uh, Wes saying, is this the United stand? I hope not, Wes. I hope none of us said anything that resembles um, that lot. But um, yeah, if, call us up if um, we did say anything um, nonsense-worthy like that. Pram, hope you're well, mate. Hope everyone is feeling excited. I'm still nervous. We'll find a way to stuff this up. Well, my main thing in terms of stuffing this up, it's not so much a long-term thing, is, Larry, when is he going to be in charge? Because after Brexit, looks like he might not actually be in the country um, any time soon. Like everyone's just so excited about this Arsenal match. He might not be taking the Arsenal match and maybe the smart yeah. money's on next weekend or the weekend, sorry, against Palace. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, it's hard to say because he's got this visa permit issue. And we saw with uh, Rafael Varane how long that that can take. So he's hoping it's not something that strings along. Um, Carrick will be in charge at Christmas. Oh, no, I don't think it'll be that bad. Uh, but in saying that, like Carrick's turned out two really good results in what's what you could really call extremely difficult games and difficult circumstances too so credit where it is where it is due to carry i think we're saying in terms of maybe in regards to that um nugglesman was the one who went the four divisions i think but i'm not sure german football um i've never been the biggest fan i enjoy watching it but in terms of following the storylines the players and managers it's always been a little bit over my head but on the january transfer window larry was... we had a discussion before we went on air in regards to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, when he came in in January, or not January, it was about this yeah. time, a um, bit before the Christmas period type thing, Solskjaer came in and there was a big discussion. Okay, he was the interim manager or caretaker manager. 
We're saying, okay, January transfer window, what do you do? Do you give him the money? And suddenly we think, well, he's going to get the job, so he might as well give him the money. And from memory, we'd, he didn't get anything. I think we only sold Fellaini. From my memory, someone could fix that in the comments, but I think we only sold Fellaini. I can't remember anyone being signed in that window type thing. However, this one is a little bit different because he's obviously going to have a future role at the club, maybe not as a manager, but he'll obviously have a very, hopefully, a strong input on the new manager and sort of future players. So you can understand the club backing him in this January transfer window if he, if he does see a player. And there's obviously been this link from RB Leipzig. I've never heard of him. Um, Amadou Haidara, or Haidara, not sure how you do pronounce it. Obviously, defensive midfielder, apparently, from Leipzig. Mm. Now, in my opinion, very easy story. Throw that out from his former club. A young player in a in a position we need. Very easy story. But it sounded like it is coming from one or two reputable sources. So there could be something in that. And um, obviously people close to Ralph will be sort of picking his brain about what type of players he does need. So just your thoughts in regards to the upcoming January transfer window looking forward. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and I've got to say, United have spent a lot of money if you look at the transfer window and what they're paying in severance to Solskjaer. So... You know, if they're, if they're actually going to back him in the January transfer window, look, I'll wait. I won't hold my breath, if I'm being honest. Um, I think there's enough there to do something this season. But look, if we can manage to get a defensive midfielder in. And purely for numbers, Tom, if you, if you look at United side now, I'd argue we need two sixes. So if you can get a body in there now and then get your main target in the summer, I think that's excellent. Well, and that we'll go to actually one player... Before we get into predictable elevens, we'll go on those individuals, which you start at the start of the podcast. Who can improve? Is there one player that you think – we'll pick one from at both sides. One player you think will benefit, one player you think will struggle in terms of who is the player you think will get the biggest impact out? Is it as simple as saying a Donny van der Baker or Jaden Sancho? Or is there someone else? Or on the other hand, is there someone you think is currently in our start in 11 who you think is maybe going to find themselves on the outer? Yeah, um, one who will be a positive influence. Look, I think Sancho and Van der Baker go without saying. Uh, if I were to think of one, I'd probably say Marcus Rashford, if I'm being honest. That's uh, the one I... The reason, what, for, for struggling or doing well? No, for doing well. Yeah, I was thinking he was maybe the one I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking he might struggle. No, I actually think he'll do well. And the reason I say that is Rashford has a lot of ability, um, but where he'll potentially benefit is... He'll just be able to learn the tactical side of the game. Like, if you just look at the way this gag and press is actually, uh, the way it's implemented, it, it's about cutting off passing lanes. The way United press at the moment, they don't run out to in so to cut off a passing lane. I feel like they just run toward a defender to pressure it. You know, so it's not actually got any sort of thought out process. So I actually think, you know what, if Rashford can learn the tactical side of the game, maybe that takes his game to the next level. Because he can finish, he's, he's done a lot in terms of what he's finishing. So he's done well in that respect. But I think if you can get him to actually think about the game, I think you could see see him do really well. The one who I think will struggle, I've said it on here before, I think Aaron Basaka. I think he's in I think he's in a world of trouble. He's just he's he likes to use the width of his fullbacks. He likes to get them crossing. Wambasaka can't put a five yard pass together, let alone a cross. So I think he's in trouble. What are your thoughts before we get into the predict 11? I've got one, I'd say it'd probably be a shock in terms of what people put in their ideal 11s, what I think in an ideal Ralph situation would be. I think it will shock a few people. But in terms of your mate, Harry Maguire, just two minutes on him, there's a lot of concern about him saying, well, if we're going to be playing a high line, that doesn't suit Harry Maguire because there's no pace. Now, football's subjective. There's no right or wrong answer. Ralph has a far more accurate answer than we both do. But in terms of the way I view the game, I understand that thinking, okay, there's that space in behind. However... 
Very often now clubs play pretty much nine times out of ten, you're going to be playing against one striker. Teams will have one striker and you'll have either two centre-backs or three centre-backs. I think you can get away with, if you press correctly, Harry Maguire can go tight on the player and that leaves Ron not to be a sweeper, but to mop up a little bit. And I think under Solskjaer and Ideal 11 at the start of the season, we had Maguire and Varane. And I think now under Ralph will be Maguire and Varane because I think Maguire will be able to go man for man on that one striker who will play against nine times out of ten. If there's two two up there or three up there, and maybe against Liverpool type thing, it does maybe change the dynamic. But I don't I don't, don't really see a concern with Harry Maguire. My concern will be his form. Obviously, his form is in a horrible, horrible patch of form and he's not playing well enough to deserve to play. But if Harry Maguire returns to the player that he is, I don't see a tactical tactical concern in terms of the attributes he brings and maybe lack of play the lack of pace. I think it's fine. But just your thoughts on that potential high line with Harry Maguire? Oh, no. I mean, it's a difficult one. Um, I think it could it could impact him personally. Like, I'm not. He's been in such bad form this season. But when he's when he's on song, Harry Maguire, he's a good defender. In saying that, like I look at I look at Bay's performance against Chelsea, and I thought, man, if you could just get him fit and take the brain farts out of his game, bloody hell, he's such a good player. So we maybe he's one who Bay. benefits. I don't know. It's, it's difficult. Look, look, I completely agree about Eric Bay, but we have the same debate about Paul Pogba. We're saying, okay, at 35, Paul Pogba will be doing the same mistakes. Got to have the same energy with Eric Bay and say, well, what he's doing for the last five, six years, he's going to continue doing it. It's just who he is. He's great at what he brings, but he's obviously got these limitations to his games. But we will get into a predicted yeah. 11 in terms of maybe not a full 11, but a surprise in the lineup, you might think. Just one or two comments here. Um, Wes, do you think um, we'll let players go in January to get a defensive midfielder? Look, my main thing is how much power Ralph will have. Um, I think January is not the time to be letting players go. I think it's only time to strengthen your squad. Um, if you're letting players go, um, you're technically weakening the squad. I don't think it's the time to. However, if it calls for it, if a player wants to go, let's look at a Jesse Lingard, for example, or a Dean Henderson, and we can get a little bit of money for them. Um, I'm all for it. But, yeah, I'm a, always a little bit hesitant in just selling. I think you definitely do need players to come in. Um, Flim saying, I think Donny van der Beek will thrive under this system. Wes agreeing with me, obviously different to Larry, but, yeah, game is about opinions. But I agree, Wes. I'm the opposite. I think Rashford will struggle. I have a feeling, which will come into my start in 11 now, um, Larry, in terms of ideal 11, okay, not no transfer signings or anything. But in my opinion, Ralph, that front three, Ronaldo is going to play. Whether that's ideal for Ralph or not, I think he's going to be playing. Of course he will. I have a mm-hmm. feeling, and people aren't going to like this, I have a feeling it'll be Jaden Sancho. This is an ideal world. I think it'll be Jaden Sancho on the left over Marcus Rashford, Martial, and Mason Greenwood on the right. Um, I think he'll be able to get a tune out of Mason Greenwood. Or definitely he'll be under pressure from the club to get a tune out of Mason Greenwood because obviously there's a lot invested in him. But I think Jaden Sancho is far more suited to this style, especially coming from the German football model type thing over Marcus Rashford. And I think Marcus Rashford might be the one to struggle a little bit. Don't agree. But Jaden Sancho's best football in Dortmund came on the left. We, we have in his mind, play him on the right, play him on the right. He played left wing for Dortmund very well. No, I take that. But I think it's about, and, and you know, Ralphie said it himself, it's about getting the best players in. Um, and, and it's for the system, I think. Rashford did have that work rate in his game. I, I dare say it's only been the last few seasons where you've seen the lack of pressing. But I think if you get a manager who demands that out of Marcus Rashford, I, I've no doubt he'll get it. I'd be keen to see if Martial gets an opportunity. I imagine Ralph would look at someone like Martial and be like, technically brilliant footballer, lazy as shit. Can I get a tune out of him? Can I get Anthony Martial to press? Maybe he gets a tune out of him. Who knows? And that's the exciting thing. There's so many unknowns. I think he'll love Cavani, but... 
And well, maybe we'll see Cavani, we always forget about him, don't we? We always forget about him. Yeah, we, we do. We do. But like Cavani's his ideal, he's his prototype striker, isn't he? When you talk about work rate from the front in terms of pressing. Um, so maybe Cavani gets game. It's it's an interesting one. Like Jesse Lingard, you, the, his work rate, you'd think well, is George, already made. George saying here, George saying Jesse will thrive under Ralph. And yeah, in terms of the attributes he go. brings now, do you think this arrival, compared to how it was going under Solskjaer, compared to now obviously the new manager, with January in, in mind and West Ham sort of appealing, sort of he obviously does or does like a move back to West Ham. How do you think this January transfer window unfolds? Because under Solskjaer, who's out the door, it looked like a, this move was going to happen in January. Does it change things now? Does Jesse Lingard now see that future he was maybe promised five, six months ago? I don't think so. I think Jesse's still going. Just, I think his time at United's over. I think he's just at a point in his career where he wants to start every week. And even if he gets more game time, he's just not going to be a starter. In any case, do I put him over Bruno Fernandes? Absolutely not. Do you put him over anyone in the wide positions? No. So, yeah, I think nothing changes for Jesse. Just to wrap up there, what do you make of Bruno in terms of his sort of fortunes? Because Josh was on the podcast last night and was saying he, he was thinking he's potentially one who might struggle a little bit, especially in terms of discipline. Bruno, thoughts? But both attackingly and defensively? No, I think Bruno's an intelligent footballer. And I think with a coach who actually can maybe bring him in a little bit, I think we ideally would love to see Bruno deployed as an eight. We've come on here countless occasion. And I think most United fans around the world would have told you we would have loved to see Pogba and Bruno played as eights. Don't think Bruno has the discipline for that at the moment. But maybe under Ralph, where we're, he can do a bit of video with him and say, Bruno, if you actually look here, maybe if you can you know, come sit a little bit deeper look at football from a different perspective, I think maybe we see a better player. And he's already yeah. world-class. So, no, I think I think he'll thrive. Yeah, no, it's exciting to see. I, I think you get a tune out of Bruno. But Prem here, last comment before we start to wrap up. I'm um, Not to say Sancho played bad on the right either, though. I have faith in Rashford's ability to learn a style that will get more out of him. We, As I said, the main thing I'm not excited about sort of thing, but it will be fascinating to see how quick the players adapt and when do we see a style of difference. Like, well, Arsenal, will we suddenly see something different? So, hang on, we've never seen this before. Now, obviously, that's very unlikely because Ralph probably won't be – he probably won't even hold a training session before the Arsenal match type thing. But I think he was talking – I forget who, who it was. I was saying how quick it can take for players um, – I think it actually might George have been. George is playing Carrick. FIFA. Ronaldo at ten with John Rashford in front of press. You're playing um, FIFA, mate. <laughs> but actually, it was Michael Carrick in his press conference. It doesn't take long for players to come in and, or as coach, come in and make a difference in regards to style and approach. Like in my opinion, it's take like Ralph needs a preseason type thing, and we might take three, four months to be happening. But sometimes you mm. do see manager come in, and you do see that difference in three or four weeks, which is what I'm hoping. But um, as I said, a few people have said earlier in the comments, we do need to maybe temper these expectations. Um, Sully, good to see you, mate. Hope you're keeping well. Just tuned in, lads. Looking forward to life with Ralph as manager. What do you think there, Larry? Let's say he wins an FA Cup or he goes deep into the Champions League, somehow gets into a title challenge. If he has aspirations to be manager, we've all said this, okay, caretaker, just come in, do the job as caretaker, but go get the permanent manager. Because we made that mistake with Solskjaer. What happens if he puts us in the same position he did as Solskjaer, or happened with Solskjaer, is, could there be a future where you say, well, hang on, I'll accept him as manager, or it's just one of, he wins us the Champions League and Premier League, no, get rid of him, go upstairs and get a new manager in? I think it's possible, for sure. And I think, look, he's different as Solskjaer, right? Like, this is a guy who builds football clubs. It's, it's literally what he does. So I think if you gave him the, if he was a manager and he does really well, he'd still want to have his fingers in, he'd want his fingers in every pie. 
he would still want to have the ability to be making decisions on the football structure, which I imagine would be negotiated and something that he would only agree to if he's given the power to do so. So, no, not concerned. And if he does well enough, why not? I mean, Sir Alex, we never spoke about a director of football when Sir Alex Ferguson was here because he did everything. So if yeah. you have a manager who has the ability to do it, absolutely, why not? Yeah, no, hard to disagree. And I think we'll pretty much leave it there on that little bit of positive. Let's hope he does go on and win the FA Cup or Champions League. It would be just a trophy. I'll, I'll take the FA Cup, especially after Roy Keane was saying that's why Ronaldo is back to win the FA Cup. But um, <laughs> obviously we're, on, we're live last night, Monday night, live tonight, Tuesday night. And because it is a Friday morning Sydney time game for Man United v Arsenal, we'll be live tomorrow night, Wednesday night with the Arsenal preview. Um, probably around this time, maybe 7 or 8 o'clock type thing, um, previewing the Arsenal match because... That's always a big game, um, Man United-Arsenal. Maybe not in terms of title aspirations, but it does sort of get those juices flowing to those sort of the rivalries sort of back when we are a little bit younger. Even though the quality on the pitch hasn't been there in recent years, it's still up there. So some people almost have the nerves. I'd say, okay, Liverpool's bigger, City's bigger. In my opinion, Leeds is bigger um, at times, type thing, especially between the fans. But there's something about the nerves in an Arsenal game which is just different. And I think that's because we maybe live our lives now so much through social media. We're so impacted by YouTube and Twitter, and we get involved in this so-called banter era type thing. So these bigger games against Chelsea, City, Liverpool—they're bigger, but sometimes more nervous against Arsenal for some reason. Do you agree with that, or am I I'm off the ball? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think that comes from the rivalry within the fan base. Both two massive fan bases, very passionate fan bases, and a strong disdain towards each other. So, no, it'd be a good game. Really looking forward to it, and we'll rip into the preview tomorrow. No, definitely. And Pram here, a member of the Supporters Club, I'm more excited for Watford than Arsenal, lad. So obviously mentioning, um, if you click the link in the description below, um, Pram, a few guys in the comments as well, but Larry um, is getting a run at left back as well. I'll be playing as well for the Man United Supporters Club against Watford on Sunday in Sydney. So if you can donate, that would be great. Click the link below. And um, if you are in Sydney, feel free to come down to Five Sports in Carimbar and give us your own 3-2-1 player votes at the end of the game. Um, Larry, in fit and in shape? Um, I'm a good round shape, but uh, I'll put in, in a some, shape. In some type of shape. It, it's it's a shape. It's a shape at least. Um, that's, that's all it. we can count on this time of season. But hopefully everyone did enjoy the video. Make sure you subscribe if you're new. That would be great. And if you can like the video, I'll make Larry and I both very happy. Um, that would be great. And if you can maybe even hit the share button and share it with a fellow Red you think could use a little bit of sensible and level-headed discussion, that would be great. But until then, this time tomorrow, we'll chat Arsenal preview. Have a good one, Larry. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Pleasure.